Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Inside Access with Jason LaConfora, Ken Wyman, and Tim Barbalace. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 105.7 The Fan. And deals to Westberg, who cracks one into left field, and diving is Bowers. He can't get it, and now it gets by Isaiah Panafalefa and goes to the wall. One run scores. Two runs score. It's a triple for Westberg, and just like that, the Orioles lead 3-2. to two. Drill deep to right field. That ball is gone. A home run into the seats, a bullet by O'Hearn, and it is 6-3 Baltimore. Highlights courtesy Yes Network. The Orioles, they got down two to nothing, but then they scored six and uh, only one more from the Yankees. A home run from uh, Anthony Volpe off of uh, Yanir Cano. Yanir Cano, and the Orioles hold on to a 6 3 win. Batista goes an inning and a third for the save. Dean Kramer, seven innings, four hits, one walk, just one earned run, 10 strikeouts. He was a monster last night. He was unbelievable. And coming off his worst start that he had this season where he gave up seven runs over three innings and 18 whiffs, Ken, that's a career high. In addition to the 10 strikeouts, that's a career high. And he was getting strikeouts with all of his pitches. He had really everything working. And I thought a very underrated part of his start last night. He walked D.J. LeMayhew uh, with two outs in the bottom of the seventh mm-hmm. inning. And Hyder left him in, and he was able to strike out uh, IKF, and then that was uh, the end of his night. I thought it's a little thing, but I think it was when it, you were at Alabama, Ken, where he Hyder did the same exact thing with Bradish in the seventh inning, where it was a walk or a base hit with two outs to go, and he kept him in there. And I felt like just a nod of confidence there. Mm, yeah, no, I, I was frankly shocked because if if there's one thing I feel about Brandon Hyde, he's kind of predictable with his bullpen, and when a guy when he lets a guy come out for that sixth or seventh inning, first base runner, he's usually gone. And when when the walk happened to Connor Falefa, I thought, okay, he's pulling him, and he didn't move. They showed him in the dugout because I think even the mass and cameras Everyone. thought he was yeah yeah, and he's just like nah. He, he turned around to uh, one of his bench coaches to call the bullpen, but no movement. And I'm like, oh, he's gonna let him try. And Connor Falefa's been hot of late, so it was a good matchup, and he struck him out. 
and uh, th- that was that. And Orioles, uh, he he only gave up the one earned because of the the double play ball that first Frazier bobbled, and then Gunner tried to rush the throw, and that's the one that w- sailed and hit the cameraman in the face and stopped play. The runner goes to second because the ball goes out of play and scores on a ball that he wouldn't have scored on a base hit with two outs. He wouldn't have scored from first on that, so that's an unearned run. Uh, but seven innings, one earned, only five base runners. That's really that might be his best outing of the year, coming off his worst. I think it without question. Again, it was career highs in strikeouts with ten. His previous career best was seven, and he had strikeouts on his sinker, changeup, cutter, and four seam fastball. So he really had everything working, going seven and. Hit a little bit of adversity in in that um, fifth inning, and it was kind of funny. We were watching the game at yes. a restaurant together yesterday, and it, you kind of called that Donaldson home run, oh. saying that that was going to happen. And then but, after the yeah. double play was failed to get turned, that was when uh, Higashioka, he ended up getting an RBI single immediately following uh, the cameraman uh, getting carted off, and thankfully he gave a thumbs up to the crowd. Sure, but, and a, a peace sign. Yeah, and a peace sign, but... All in all, I mean, that was a start that this team desperately needed because, look, it it's a four-game series. Orioles were in a funk. They had lost six of seven. Yankees, two games back of them. They got it. They, that was a game that they really needed to get yesterday, and Kramer was one of the multiple big parts. Yeah, in play. you're right about the, the – I just – I didn't know it was going to be Donaldson. But it's 0-0 in the bottom of the fifth. And the Orioles should have like three or four runs in this game. They they had multiple times with runners in scoring position. Mullins had a couple of horrible early at-bats. And then he had two doubles late. Hopefully he's back on track because he did not. Since he came off the IL, he doesn't look like he's been seeing the ball real well. Uh, and, and so they missed opportunities to score runs. And it felt like one of those games where they should have some some runs. They don't. And here comes that home run. And now this is going to be a one nothing game in the eighth inning. And you're sweating again. But the Orioles started to hit late. And the young guys, and we'll talk more about that coming up next segment. But the Kowser debut, Westberg continues to get clutch hits. The bottom of the lineup doing things. They were huge. And we'll get more into them in the other side. But that was the story early on where it felt like they were – close to breaking things open and putting up some crooked numbers against Vasquez, but they stranded six base runners in the first five innings of this game, and they had two runners in the first inning of the game, but plenty of good um, with Dean Kramer. Felix Bautista was Felix. Adley had a couple hits. I mean, how about O'Hearn with a a big-time two-run shot, um, giving them some insurance runs, but I I do want to I guess end on a somewhat Yanir Cano. Uh-huh. Watching him last night only going the two thirds. He ended up giving that bomb up to uh Anthony Volpe yes. going yard there. And it was to the short porch, to but be the, fair. But, but both teams hard, are playing in the same stadium. Yes, and hard contact. And now Hey, O'Hearn's about, homer was to the short porch it also. Was. Yeah, it was. It was. But we've the last thing they can really afford right now is Cano one of those guys that we keep talking about? He's the A group. Mm. He's someone you can really lean on. He really can't start showing some uh, uh, you know, dents in that armor. Yeah, he gave up two hits last night, including the home run, and then he got pulled and Batista came in and locked things down. And, and I can remember a time in early May where one of us on this show thought he should replace Batista as the closer when Batista's ERA was under two. 
And uh, the argument was, well, his ERA is zero and his whip is zero. Well, it was it was a short period of time. And what has happened, he's still really good. Really good, yes. But teams have made an adjustment. He wasn't going to be unhittable forever. And in the meantime, Batista is arguably the best closer in baseball. So, Yanir Cano, you're right. I've been concerned for a little bit. We've discussed this before, Tim. The the whip has gone up. It, it keeps rising. He had built up a long period of time where he gave up nothing. So that helped his whip stay down for a while. But as you see, it keeps rising, rising, rising. Because he's had these outings of late where he has two base runners in an inning. So uh, do I think he's still really good? Yeah, but it is something to monitor. Absolutely is. And really, since you go from May 23rd, his ERA going from just a minuscule 0.35 to now 1.51, which is still really, really good. Mm. But you, you go to June where he's just giving up, you know, a lot more hits, walks, where the guy was just completely unhittable to now he's looking more human. But I, I guess my concern is just with the bullpen and the lack of the middle relief that they currently have right now it's tough if a guy like Cano starts faltering more. You're absolutely right, and it just brings into focus more that they probably need to go get themselves another bullpen arm in the next month. We have a huge Thursday show. Jason on vacation. He'll be back on Monday. Guest-wise, excuse me, at 2.30, our weekly chat with Ryan Ripken, part of our Baltimore Baseball Tonight coverage. 3.30, John Mioli covers the O's for the Baltimore Banner. We'll get his thoughts on the call-ups on this team, the mini skid they're in. We'll talk to John about the O's at 3.30. And then Mark Viviano, our buddy from WJZ Channel 13, talking Ravens and O's at 5. Yeah, a lot of Orioles talk and about to get into Colton Kowser and Jordan Westberg and how awesome it was seeing both of them coming through back-to-back at-bats in a big-time game at Yankee Stadium. Also... All-Star break next week, and we're going to play some sound from John Angelos, who met with the media during spring training, then met with the media on opening day with us. And then talked to us a few weeks ago. He was talking about it, the new lease being an all-star gift. Is that going to happen? (sighs) And also Ravens talk Red zone. Red zone offense was really, really bad last year. And Lamar Jackson, the first four years of his career, Ravens were great. Can they bounce back in the red zone? We're going to get into that in the 3 o'clock hour. Coming up next, they're best friends, and now they're back to being teammates with the Baltimore Orioles, Colton Cowser, Jordan Westberg. They had a huge hand in last night's win. We'll talk about it and hear from them next here on The Fan. Inside Access on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Before you hear it anywhere else, get inside access to breaking news. Jason LaConfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. It's special. Uh, it's like I said. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, puts a smile on your face just knowing that we played together so much. Um, especially like another guy with uh, Gunner being here is. Um, it just makes you feel comfortable. Makes you feel a little bit like at, you're playing at home, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. Jordan Westberg after the game talking about how he's uh, him and Jordan, Colton Kowser called up within nine days of each other, and both of them having a hand in last night's win. Kowser one for three with a base hit and an RBI. He also walked, and Jordan Westberg one for three with a triple, two RBIs, and a walk. Before we get to the conversation, Colton Kowser, we mentioned he had the RBI base hit, talks about his single. No, I was just trying to be on time. Um, you know, saw the slider pop and, uh, you know, put a swing on it, put it in play, good things happen. Saw the slider pop. It, it was lefty on lefty, his first hit. And he hit his his first at bat. He crushed a line drive over the middle. And Volpe was shaded near the bag. I almost thought he was uh, in violation of the shift rules because it looked like he was on the other side of the bag. But, alas, he caught it, but he hit it really hard. And then he has the RBI base hit later. Uh, Colton Kowser, as we said, hype video, he's here to stay. And got on base twice last night. The young guys, they're helping. Having a very fine debut, and that hit can 107.7 exit velo off the bat. I mean, that was a dangerous hit towards Volpe where you could see his head kind of just jar to get out of the way, and it ended up going right into his glove. But on the RBI single, in the sixth inning, he was down 1-2 in the mm-hmm. count, ended up coming up with a critical hit. It's one of those hits that we just haven't been seeing enough from this offense recently. And then the follow it up, Jordan Westberg, first pitch swinging, hits that triple up beyond the left fielder's uh, uh, diving glove. Both he was of, Bowers. Yeah, both of those guys, back-to-back at-bats, delivering, and both of them just got here. Yeah. And Kowser, literally, and Westberg, what, 10 days ago. But look at this lineup from last night, Kim. Gunnar Henderson, draft pick. Adley Rutschman, draft pick. Santander, rule five. O'Hearn, they brought in. Mullins, draft pick. Hicks, they brought in. Kowser, Westberg, draft picks. And then Frazier. Five of those nine guys in that lineup were draft picks. And if Hayes is healthy, it's going to be 6 and 9. And Mountcastle a yes, possibility yes. there Seven too and as nine. well. And and you you think of a potential start at Grayson when he what they're building right mm. now. I I mean it's it's really special and to see a Cowser delivering Westberg back-to-back at-bats last night in Yankee Stadium. I mean, that was awesome to see. Yeah, pressure situation. You, you, the Orioles fall behind early 2-0, and you're thinking, oh, God, they get they could lose the first three, and then you're worried about getting swept. And if you get swept at Yankee Stadium, now all of a sudden the Yankees are tied for second place with you, and, and they get back into the game, then the clutch at-bats. 
I love the the approach both these guys have, and and they don't seem to be afraid of the moment. And here's the other thing: these guys are used to winning, so not it's not the same thing as bringing in a guy that's won a World Series. But all of these guys have won at the minor league level. These minor league teams they've been on have been really good. They expect they go to the ballpark every day expecting to win. That's a really good attitude to have. And it's funny you say that. I saw this tweet from the On The Verge Twitter account. Colton Kowser on rosters that he's been on throughout his minor league career, his record, 174-91. and 91. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that is stupid. And, and you're already establishing that winning culture in the minor league level. And we know that this team has just been winning and winning ever since mid-May of last year. And And it's infectious right now. And a lot of these guys say it yesterday. They came up through the system together at some points. And it's also cool. We, I think we brought this up yesterday and Dan Connolly tweeted out that Kowser and Westberg are best friends and they're complete opposites socially. Like Kowser's very outgoing. He's a clown. Westberg's very serious and quiet, but it was funny watching the postgame Masson interview Kowser was making Westberg laugh and smile because that's just his personality. And he was bringing the like Brett Hollanders doing the interview on Masson and I'm watching it and, and I, I was, we were in an establishment, so I couldn't hear it the first time, but I watched it again and it was really funny to see Kowser's effect on Westberg. Yeah. And, and you think of a lot of these guys, like they're kind of just goofs in the clubhouse, right? Where we've seen like, Videos of Adley and and when he was doing the undercover thing that at, was great. at the New York City and, and at MLB store. Yeah, Gunner, we had him on the other week, and he's playing Gwen Stefani as his walk-up yeah. song, and Mountcastle with all-time low song, mm. and it, it, the Homer hose, and it, they are kind of just a bunch of goofs and, and well, likable guys. Well, think about this: their core right now. It takes Cedric out of it and a Hayes out of it, who's not in the lineup. But like Gunner, Adley, Kowser, Westberg, none of these guys have two years of experience in the major leagues. You like, and it usually, what's interesting about this is, and I always say you can't always depend on just prospects because it's very rare that they all pan out. It, like, it's like you've seen through the years. I think the Mets had a uh, Isringhouse and Impulsiver and another guy, and then they they had the uh, the Black Knight and a couple other guys. No, they don't ever all pan out. These guys, at least early returns, they look like they can be. And granted, it's early for Kowser and Westberg, but Gunner and Adley both look legit, and these guys are contributing right away. It, it does. If you're an Oriole fan and you know there's more coming, <laughs> like Kobe Mayo was just Eastern League Player of the Month, Grayson Rodriguez, uh, International League uh, Pitcher of the Month, Heston Kerstad. Uh, I saw a piece, uh, Jim Bowden was talking about the 15 hitters he wants to see at the Futures game He covered for the Athletic. We've had him on the show a number of times. He had he had uh, uh, Jackson Holiday won. He had Kerstad five, and he said if Kerstad was another organization, he'd be at the major leagues right now. And we're going to get more into that during TMI. The future is now, but there's also the wave to come of guys that you mentioned. You didn't even bring up a, a Jackson Holiday. No, I just or, said Holiday or, was one. Or, or Big big Sam. Sam Basaya, yeah, yeah. yeah. With uh, uh, Jason's band crush there. Yeah. But you look at the first-round picks last night during Mike Elias' tenure here, Ken. Adley had two hits. Heston was four for four with a homer. Colton Kowser, he mentioned that big time hit. And then Jackson Holiday, five for five. 
I mean, that's all of his first round pick. It, yeah. it, it's remarkable. And Adley had an extra base hit, a clean yeah. extra base hit, which yeah. was good to see because he seems to be king of the singles these days. But uh, Adley Rutschman batting average back up to 274. The own base percentage is at 375, which is, it, it is pretty sick. But uh, yeah, it, it is an amazing time to be an Oriole fan. And yes, I can be critical of what they did this offseason. And that's, I think that's fair. They're separate. They're like to not do more than what they did this offseason because you can't count on these guys. And it does lead back into you've got less than a month until the trade deadline. What will they do to supplement this roster as they head into August? The pressure's on because they got to make a move. Fans, us, everyone is anticipating them to make a move. And Now's the time. You got all of these prospects. You, you're overflowing with talent on the farm. You got to trade some of these guys to get proven major league talent. Middle relief, starting pitching. Got to get something. Coming up next, our weekly chat with our buddy Ryan Ripken from Baltimore Baseball tonight. We, we've got a lot of stuff to talk to him about, and he's going to join us next here on The Fan. Inside access. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your front row seat to all Baltimore sports. Inside Access with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. Orioles win last night 6-3. to three. They're back in action tonight going for the split in this four-game series. 7 o'clock start, which means Baltimore baseball tonight. Bob Haney, Jim Hunter at 6 here on the fan. And let's head out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline now. Another member of our BBT staff, Ryan Ripken, joins us now. And Ryan, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. I, I want to start with this. You know a lot of these dudes. You, you were in the system with... Westberg and Kowser and Gunner like what's it like to see these guys get to the bigs that you gotta I think it's got to be a different feeling of good than just us fans for sure well again as always how we doing happy Thursday um you know I think what's really cool is yeah the more personal connections you know and I didn't get a chance to play with Westberg Gunner or, or Kowser uh, but I got to spend more extensive time with with Gunner and and Jordan down in spring training and and just knowing how hard they work and getting to see them evolve in the evolution, um, it, it's just really kind of cool to see. And you can even see last night in you know the interview with with Westy and Kowser, just you know friends coming up together, you know, and to be at the at the biggest stage now to do it, I think that's the cool part. And 
Um, you know, for me, this season for the Orioles in general, for a lot of these guys is, you know, there's a lot of those guys that I have played with and, um, you know, I'm happy obviously for the team and the community, but I'm really happy for the guys because, you know, it was some rough years in the organization waiting for a moment like this. So uh, to see it all come together is, um, it is really cool, especially seeing how hard these guys have worked to get to where they are now. Ryan, how about Dean Kramer last night following up his worst start of the season in Minnesota, getting tagged for seven earned runs, and then last night a career-high 10 strikeouts, 18 whips. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, Dino right there, uh, DJ Cray, or whatever his <laughs> Twitter Instagram handle is, but uh, you know that, that that's one of my guys. I'm really happy for him because it just goes to show you, when he is on, he can do things like that. And and the Yank and especially to me that was you know one of the most to be honest was the most significant game of the season given the fact that the Orioles were scuffling the last week and a half and the Yankees win this game and take three straight in the series now you're trying to avoid a four game sweep where Yankees with New York's almost you know drawn even with you so just for him to go out there and do it in New York on on, on you know New York's a tough place to pitch especially with the ballpark dimensions and. Uh, what he did was um, was nothing short of spectacular, and it gives Orioles fans hope also that Dean's able to bounce back. And I think that's the biggest thing down the stretch here. You're going to have some bad outings, but can you get right back on the horse and give your team a chance to win? And D- Dean did more than that uh, last night. Talking to Ryan Ripkins inside access here on the fan. Ryan, they have a, a situation looming. Ryan Mountcastle is due to come off the IL during the All-Star break. So at that point, they're going to have to put him back on the active roster and somebody's got to go. And for the first time, you know, with all due respect to guys like Ryan McKenna and others that have been DFA'd, but they got a real tough decision here. We we have a poll question today that, that we're going to get to a little later that asked this question. And and the the interesting thing about this is DFA Jorge Mateo, Adam Frazier, Aaron Hicks, or they can option Ryan O'Hearn. Those seem to be the choices here. Like they, they can keep O'Hearn if they send him down, but he's the one producing producing the best. Yeah, I don't see O'Hearn going anywhere. Um, and, and quite frankly, I would think if it had to be one thing, it'd be one of the middle infielders. But I, I, I believe Mountie's hit tool is, is so tremendous. But I wouldn't be surprised if Mountie doesn't rejoin the team with just a configuration. Like, I'm not saying that I would think that that would, but I wouldn't be surprised, right? Because I think the Orioles here are going to have to figure out as far as do they feel comfortable in the middle of the infield to let somebody else go like a Mateo or a Frazier because that's a – or it say let go, but send down because there is a lot of stability there. You know, you might not think about it, but having that depth really does matter. Um, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's crazy to think. Uh, and, it's, and it's a great thing that O'Hearn swing the bat well, but that definitely takes away at bats from Mounty. So – um, I, and I, we said this as the deadline approaches. I think that middle infield, uh, you know, blend between AAA and the big, someone's going. So I think the combination of that is going to eventually open up a spot. But right now, um, credit to Ryan O'Hearn because his performance is making this even that more challenging. 
Ryan Cedric Mullins, he had been struggling since coming off the IL, but had two big hits last night, two doubles. Can that get him going in the right direction? Oh, yes, that's fine. He's great. He's doing good. You know, I think it's one thing that you expect you can just hit the ground running and you're feeling good and, and things are coming together, right? But to get back into the game action in the bigs, you just faced the Twins, who are one of the best teams ERA-wise in, in Major League Baseball. Then you follow that up with the Yankees right now, who are also one of the best teams ERA-wise in baseball. And that's the reason why the Yankees are – you know, have the record that they have because their lineup's been kind of in disarray mm-hmm. since the judge out, you know. So they're facing some tough pitching. But but said what makes him the the beauty of said is he can just affect the game in multiple ways. And so the bat's gonna come around. He's gonna make more impact that way as it comes. I mean we saw what it was that that unbelievable catch in the homestand, right? Of him making a great play. Oh yeah. The bat is going to come back around. I have I have negative doubts about that. Um, it just it's taking a little bit of rhythm, and uh, hopefully, just my biggest thing is if Sed's feeling good, because if he can be feeling good coming out of the All Star break, that should be the ultimate goal. Ryan, when when Austin Hayes comes back, and if we're taking Hyder at his word, he said he might be available last night, but should be back in a day or two. Maybe he's in the lineup today when it comes out. Maybe Friday in Minnesota. Uh, is, is Hicks go to the bench? Are you playing, what, Kowser? Uh, on the road, you play Kowser and left, but obviously at home you play Hayes and left. But is is I guess Hicks becomes the fourth outfielder? Yeah, I, I guess so. You know, I, and I think that he's – he might not be the everyday guy, you know, when it comes to, to certain things, but Hicks also, they're, they're going to ride the hot hand. This is it, It's so crazy to think that, you know, going into the season, people were wondering about what this outfield would be and – and now the Orioles really have the best uh, compilation of outfielders. Like their outfield room is is fantastic. Um, I think they're going to find ways to get Hicks some at bats though, and continue that. But it looks like to me, again, we've talked about this before. If you're going to make a move like bringing Kowser up, and he's one of your main guys, and same thing with Westberg, you're not bringing them up for them to just play periodically. So I would think that Hicks would have to be the odd man there. Uh, but I do think because of the value he's brought to the team, he's going to find a way to sneak into the lineups more more times. Ryan Grayson Rodriguez, he was filthy in his last start Tuesday. Orioles probable starters already out, and Grayson's name not in it through Sunday. Then the All-Star break hits. Are you expecting him to be brought back up soon after the All-Star break? I am. I, I, I think it's coming. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if also certain things correlate with the trade deadline, you know, because there's going to be some roster uh, reconstruction, you know, and, and I do believe the Orioles in the sense that they are going to make moves, especially somewhere in the pitching world, you know, for them. I, I think they need relief pitching, especially mm-hmm. with the amount of injuries and it's stacking up. Um and then that's also going to be, do you want to bolster anyone else in your starting rotation? So there's just going to be a conversation there. But to answer the question, Grayson, I believe, is going to be back up sometime after the All-Star break. I don't think it's going to be long. And I think he's going to come out humming. And hopefully for Orioles fans, they see exactly what they've been seeing down in Triple I want to ask you, Ryan, we're talking to Ryan Ripkins, Inside Access here on The Fan, about a guy that's still in the minors. And I was, I was uh, 
talking to T-Bone earlier, Jim Bowden, former exec, now at the Athletic, was talking about the 15 guys he's looking forward to seeing at the Futures game. And he had both Orioles on his list. He had Jackson Holiday one and Heston Kerstad five. And he said if Kerstad was in another organization, he'd be in the major leagues. And it's interesting, he got promoted to AAA and it didn't slow him down at all. I got to I got to think he's going to be on this team before the end of the year. And, and as another and as an aside, as they get to the trade deadline, he's untouchable for me. Oh, for sure. And uh, you know, I'll go back and find my clips because you know wh- why not go back for me talking about this earlier. Heston was the best hitter, pure hitter, left-handed bat in the organization. You know, and and that was something. I was not good. I, th- I think I got to find it. And I'm, I'm, maybe I'm being petty here. I'm going to go back and find Heston to me was going to be up by September yeah. because his bat, the only thing that was holding Heston back was the fact that he was just trying to get right. And it took him a little bit of time health wise to get there. And then he needed the reps. And as soon as he got the reps, his natural talent and, and ability came out. I'm right there with you though, Ken Heston is not going anywhere he really is a tremendous hitter, and his time is coming soon. It's just there's you can't keep him down there for long. And Heston's one of those guys that, like a lot of these Orioles prospects, uh, is going to be making his way to Baltimore. And I think that time is coming by September. Ryan Ripken, always great, man. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the All Star break. We'll talk next week. All right, guys. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Appreciate it. Hey, coming up next, we continue talking baseball, and this is off the field. And uh, we've talked to Orioles owner John Angelos in the offseason. We talked to him during the season, and the expectations were Elise is coming. Well, where is it? It did. Maybe it was going to be an all-star break gift. Well, the all-star break's coming. Why hasn't there been no lease announcement? Is there any reason for concern? We'll discuss next here on The Fan. Inside Access. The best Orioles coverage. The best Ravens coverage. The best Terps coverage. 105.7 The Fan. No doubt that we will want, but relatively rapidly move towards the um, renewal of the public-private partnership for the next I'd be very disappointed if I'm not able to or if the governor and his team, who, as you know, he just appointed people on Friday, new, new board members, uh, a new chairman, to make that happen in the next six months. And I'd love to have that as an all-star break gift. John Angelos, owner of the Baltimore Orioles, acting owner of the Orioles, and talking about an all-star break gift. Well, the all-star break is coming. Uh, The home run derby's Monday, T-Bone. And still no lease agreement. Uh, We asked John Angelos about a potential lease agreement when he joined us on opening day. Uh, Certainly the intention is on track, and... I, 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 as I, I mentioned that to you all, uh, or to the media and to the public, uh, law, uh, before a couple of times before the governor was so good enough to come down and spend so much time. Um, nobody, uh, you know, is going to care more about delivering for the city and the state um, than than the people that are involved. But so many people do depend on our coming through. Well, we're going to come through. There's no question about it. No question about it. But I. I and I'm not worried about anything nefarious going on, but why isn't it done? What is what is the holdup now? The, the new governor is in. He's been in office for a while. The new uh, head of the Maryland Stadium Authority is in. He's been in for a while. Why is there no lease agreement? If I'm John Angelos, if I'm the rest of the minority ownership, the organization in general, 
Why wouldn't you want this done to unlock the six hundred million? Yeah, get why, get some improvements why on the stadium. Would you not want this done as soon as possible? And look, if you wanted to wait uh, for the new governor and you have a, a better relationship with uh, Westmore, that that's one thing. But now he's been in office yeah. for a little. Like what, you guys went to Atlanta together. Yeah, uh, yeah. like you you toured that facility. It, it's more puzzling to me than anything, and I'm with you, Ken. It, I, that stadium will never be vacant. They are never going to move. Uh, the last time we had the mayor and John Angelos on, it was for the City Connect. Yes, and, which was like three weeks ago. Yeah, not that long ago. And we asked him, and the mayor jumped John and you know gave his line, 99 problems, the lease ain't one. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly but, what he said. But, and I agree with that but, case, but just get it done. Like, I don't understand. I, I want to say <laughs> I have nothing to worry about. But I also want to say, why the heck isn't there a lease agreement? Like, what is the holdup at this point? They're, like, I, I was told, well, you know, uh, Steve Bishotti got his done quick. There was a Republican governor, and John's more liberal, and now there's de- he needed to wait for the Democratic governor. Okay, fine. Westmore's been in office for, for a minute now. Why can't we have a lease agreement? I, I just, it, it's puzzling to me what could possibly be the holdup on a lease agreement that makes so much sense from all different angles. Like what is, what is the reason why we don't, why there hasn't been an announcement and granted he said a, an all-star break announcement that's next week. So maybe just maybe we'll come back from the weekend. We got the all-star break and maybe there's an announcement next week, but if there's not, I'm going to be even more curious as to what the heck is going on. I can envision it now, Monday night. Right before Adley Rutschman steps to the plate for the home run derby. Boom. Orioles agree to a new 20-year lease with two five-year options on top of it. That'd be perfect. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Look, if if we get to this point next Friday, Ken, where the All-Star break is behind us, I wouldn't be surprised at all just with how everything's been operating and how bizarre it's been, quite frankly, the past year with some of the side stories going on. But... I don't. I I keep getting back to the six hundred million because Camden Yards is awesome, best ballpark. I, but you know it, it, was it needs built some in, upkeep. It was built in nineteen ninety two, and Andy Koska, who covers the O's for the Baltimore Banner, just looking at his story that he put out the last time John met with the media, which was the beginning of uh, spring training. Says Angela said exact plans for that money, talking about the six hundred million, haven't been laid out yet, although a portion will likely be used to upgrade infrastructure such as air conditioning, a new video board could be installed. The new sound too. New, the sound yeah, in the in the, the stadium stinks. Yeah, I need a new sound system. Yeah. And there's a lot of different plans and unique things that they can do. And M and T Bank Stadium, they've kind of outlined some of the upgrades. They're, they're moving the press box. Yeah, moving the press box. Uh but this, it's got to get done like during the season. Well, it's it's got to. All all this does to me because I am one, and you can call me naive, but all this does is let the the it pours gasoline yes. on on the conspiracy. All theories. the conspiracies now get they, they 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 get a little louder because, of course, why wouldn't they sign a lease unless something else is going on? But it's for me, number one, I don't believe he's they're trying to move, but I don't think Major League Baseball would let them move. So that's a different conversation. Uh, 
it's just weird to me. Again, I go back to the fact that this makes no darn sense. And they had the option to tack on an extra five years that they ultimately turned down. No, because they said they were negotiating. Exactly. And the lease runs through December 31st. And you can understand the rationale there in the fact that they just did that weird two-year lease extension. Let's, okay, let's hunker down. Yeah, hunker down. Where's the hunkering? Do a a decade, two-decade-long extension instead of doing this, you know, piecemeal-type lease extension. But... We are now, he spoke, I guess, the end of February, and then he joined us on March 31st. So since March 31st, we're three-plus months removed. We haven't heard anything going on behind the scenes. No, I don't hear about hunkering. No hunkering. Where's the hunkering? No hunkering down, no hunkering up, sideways. Yeah, there's no hunkering going on. Diagonal. I thought the reason for the short-term extension was to hunker down and get a lease done, and now I'm sitting here. The calendar says July the 6th. And still no sign of a lease agreement. When do you start perking up more? I'm pretty perked. You're perked. I'm perked. You're perked that they aren't hunkering. I am perked about the lack of hunkering because it it just, it's driving me, like my brain is trying to wrap wrap around why the hell there is no agreement like and, and then that leads to well what the heck could the the nba be asking for or the orioles be asking for Dude, the ravens signed their lease in, in 30 seconds, seconds. yes what, what's what? that what's the 1.2 billion dollar bill passed the ravens are like ah yes yeah. please we'll yeah, take count the check yeah. so Thank what you. could what could be going on here that prevents both sides to agreeing because something has to be going on because i can't imagine i understand that billionaires billionaires can be flighty at times, but you just ignore this lease because you got other things going on? I don't believe that. I, I mean, lease is pretty important, Ken. This isn't like a, a side story. Like, ah, we'll get to it when we get to it. Like, it, again, the Ravens lease wasn't set to expire until 2027, mm. I believe. They jumped on it, did that long extension to get the money. To get the taxpayer money to upgrade the stadium and upgrade the area around it. And and John, multiple times on this show, has spoke about the importance of that. Building up the area around the stadiums and making it a desirable place to be. A 365-day work-play environment. And I I would love to see it. I really want to see it. But... The only way you're going to see it is to sign the lease, Ken. Yeah, I'm at the point now where this doesn't make a damn bit of sense, and and uh, like somebody's got to somebody's got to sit me down, and explain to me like I'm five years old why the lease isn't signed at this point because we were told all these things and it's easy, we'll get it done. Even the mayor told us three weeks ago, got 99 problems, but a lease ain't one. Great line. Where's the lease? Where is it? If there's no problem, why hasn't it been signed? Just explain it to me. Explain make it to me it, like I'm five. Make it so I can understand why a lease that is so easy, that unlocks money of other people's other people's money. It's not your money. You get all this money to do what you will to make your product better, to make the stadium better, to make the area around the stadium better, to make it a better experience for people to go to your stadium so you can make more money. And you haven't signed. They need to hunker so we don't perk. Uh, I, I, I'm perked, and I'm uh, and it's because of the lack of hunkering. Hey, coming up next, we switched to Ravens. And the Ravens, we talked yesterday about their deep ball accuracy and the lack thereof 
Well, today we hunker down and look at the red zone offense. I remember in 2019, it was amazing. Well, last year, not so much. Can the Ravens be more efficient in the red zone? We'll discuss next year on The Fan. Inside Access. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.